Welcome to the Love and Victory Show with Val, where we will bring you candid conversation. In each conversation, we will talk about real life ups and downs while tackling unresolved matters. We will also unmask issues and truly speak straightforward and candid about our needs and brokenness while allowing ourselves to exhale so that we can become victorious. This is a place where you can be open to the possibilities of living life in abundance while gaining tools to become bold and complete. So let's get to it. On our first episode of season two, we will be having candid conversation titled Unconditional Love. On today's episode, we have a special guest, Lawrence Carter. He's not only special to me, he's going to be special to you guys today. Let me describe Brother Carter. He is honest. Amen. Reliable. Mm-hmm. God-fearing. All right. Family man. Steady and trustworthy. Amen. Those are some serious qualities that I believe all men should possess, especially in a relationship. So we're getting ready to get at it. Brother Carter, I want you to give our guests a little more information about you. Uh, let them know you before we get going. Well, uh, I can go with the description that I have of me talking about being honest. I'm I'm a honest person. I believe I tell the truth um, for the most part. I'm reliable. Well, you're either honest or you're not honest. So do you tell the I truth? I tell the truth for the most part. <laughs> okay. You know, everybody, everybody stretches the truth every now and again. So. Okay, so what is stretching the truth? Yeah, we either going to be honest or we going to be... If you owe me some money, okay. Okay. Okay, if I gave you $10 <laughs> okay. and you didn't give it back to me that week, it goes up to $20. Uh, oh, so... So it, I'm stretching the... I'm so, stre- you, so you're going to stretch right, it to right, your advantage. Right, right, Or are you a but long you know shark? Well, no, 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 no. Because you either a long shark, you stretch it to, or you say, give me some more money. What is it? No, no, you still owe me 10 but in my mind, I'm going to keep stretching it up every okay, time. Okay, so okay, that's Brother Carter. Okay, Wait, I'm reliable. Okay, you're reliable. Okay, yeah, you asked me to be here at 11 o'clock. I was here at... At, well, uh, why do they? Why do they need? Why do they need to know that you got here at eleven o'clock? You don't know what time the show oh, gonna okay. uh, air. Can you edit that out? No, no just see that we gonna keep that going. God fearing, <laughs> I've been raised up most of my life. Actually, as a young kid, I was raised up in the church. I learned to learn to love the Lord, and and I heard His cry, so to speak. So uh, God fearing is just come. That's natural. That okay, so when I hear people say they heard his cry, you know. That's what the song say. Oh, okay, so I just want to make sure. That I we love can... the Lord and he heard my cry. Oh, okay, <laughs> so that's what you heard. So he, Okay, that's all right then. All right, y'all, right, I told you I was getting ready to be candid. Yeah, here. but okay. I, I, I love the Lord. I'm God-fearing and I, I trust in the Lord and everything that I do step that I take, every breath that I take, I want the Lord to be a part of it. So family man, yes, I am a family man of five kids, a lovely wife of over forty two years. Oh, I've been come on with now. So oh, who is that? That's you. Oh, 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 that's <laughs> that is your host Val. Okay. Yeah, I'm steady. I don't I don't get all upset so quickly and uh, I try to maintain a steady pace in life, you know. 
I'm a laid back kind of guy, so to speak. Okay. Okay. And trustworthy and honesty is kind of the same thing. Uh, trustworthy is just being, you know, uh, just being a forthright individual. So this is Lawrence Carter, and that's who I am. I just I love my wife, and I love my kids. I love my children, my grandkids. And, you know, I just... Just want to be a man in this life. Okay, well, I think you're doing it well. As y'all can see, we're getting ready to have a candid conversation about unconditional love. He let you guys know uh, in his introduction how long we have been together. We have been through a journey here. Mm -hmm. Our journey has not always been um, an easy road. No. But there was a commitment that was made early on in our relationship. Uh, and my husband put that there, and I'm so grateful for it. Divorce is not an option. So uh, he always said, and he made sure. He said death do we part, right? Well, that's what it said. Okay, but I ain't going to kill you. Though. Okay, okay. <laughs> well, he, he said that uh, there is nothing we can't get through. Right. Uh, and so divorce is not an option, and, and that goes back to the steadiness. That goes back to... That goes to your title, unconditional love. Of course. In spite of. In spite of. Still, we are still going to love still each other. Thrive, and so uh, uh, taking that, uh, who he is, uh, I guess uh, my guests and my listeners, I want you guys to know, uh, we talk about the show, we talk about uh, what we're trying to accomplish here, you heard it in the intro, of having kind of conversation. I have a man of God that has had my back since day one. And a lot of times we talk about unconditional love as if it's just very common, casual. It's just like something on the shelf. We, we say, oh, I have unconditional love. But a lot of times we don't know what that unconditional love looks like and feel like. So today we want to really make you guys paint a picture of what unconditional love is. Unconditional love. Yes. So uh, using that, I'm going to say. I see you have a scripture right here that, that might be showing us what unconditional well, love look like. Yeah, since we have, since we have Brother Carter here, we're going to go ahead with that scripture. Go ahead, Brother Carter. Wow, wow. It's a lot in here, and uh, we have to work at it, you know. Okay, well, we're going to go on here. unconditional and we, love. We're huh? going to say 1 Corinthians mm -hmm. 13, 4 and 7 speaks of. Love is patient. Love is patient. Stop right love there. Love is kind. Love is kind. It does not envy. Mm -mm. It does not boast. Don't boast. It is not proud. It's not proud. It does not dishonor others. It don't dishonor you. It is not self-seeking. I'm not self-seeking. It is not easy to anger. Right. You got to be steady. It keeps no record of wrong. Right, right. Unconditional love. Keep no record of wrong. And we know we all kind of wrong each other throughout life. That's and right. And we have to get past those things. Okay. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoice in, in rejoice truth. with truth. Mm -hmm. It all, always protects. Always protect. Always trust. Always trust. Always hope. Always hope. Always preserves. Mm -hmm. Love never fails. It never fails. So this is um, a befitting scripture for what we are talking about today in mm -hmm. unconditional love. Mm -hmm. I think that uh, that one there really speaks to really what unconditional love is and what mm -hmm. the expectation 
that God has for us when we think about unconditional love. Right. Jesus a, said, a new commandment I give unto you, that you love one another, have loved you. So okay. we have to love one another, especially in relationships and marriages. And we got to take time to listen one to another. And, and That's one mm-hmm. of the most difficult things for two people to do mm-hmm. that also causes a lot of issues in relationships. We want to be heard more so than listening to what the other person has to say because we want to get our point across. Uh, Ouch, I'm guilty of that. But we're going to come back to that in a little bit. Oh, no, no, let's let's ride that train right there. Okay, but I am the host. Okay, but I want to, we're going to come back to that. Okay, (laughs) okay, this is again, unconditional, candid conversation. I want to read one more scripture in here, and because this scripture is really going to take us and really set the uh, plateau of where we're going in this conversation. Ephesians 5 and 25, husbands, Love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her. When I think of that scripture, I can honestly say that my husband has loved me and still loved me as Christ has loved the church. You know, with my husband uh, growing up in a, he had his father, and I'll let him tell his story, but I have to tell how I see it. Uh, his mother, he was raised a single mother, and uh, he pretty much, he had his uncles and, you know, and others in his life, dad in his life, uh, but he had to learn what manhood was. And as we dated in our young years, my husband did not understand, because, well, he didn't understand because he was a boy, so he didn't understand about a husband and a wife. That's our dating relationship. But what he did have, his character, and that character evolved into when he became a husband. It was never an option for him to go out and cheat. Uh, you know, a lot of times we say, oh, you don't know what a man's going to do. Uh, oh, how do you know he didn't do it? Mm-hmm. Well, the one thing I can say, uh, even when we dated, I was always able to look in your eyes, mm-hmm. and, and people know that, yeah. and tell whether or not he was lying. Oh, yeah. And so, oh, uh, yeah. I didn't wear a line in guilt very well. No, it showed. So uh, the one thing that I can say is that uh, that scripture, Ephesian, uh, is truly what a man should do. So yeah. with that but you know, said, But you know, I see you have Ephesians 5 and 25 here, uh-huh. but there is a scripture that comes before Ephesians 5 and 25, and it talks about the wife. Okay, what's she supposed uh, to do? Submit yourself. Well, we're not going to have that conversation. your own husband. I don't see that on you. Well, that's because we just, we're talking about you today. Okay. Well, 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 we do submit Uh uh, uh, to my own husband. To your own husband. I I have one. That means do everything I say do or what? No, that's not what that means. That's why we're not going to do that show today on this one here, because that's a whole nother show. But we're going to come back, Brother Carter, and we're going to have candid conversation about wives submitting to their own husband. Okay, then. All right, then. So with that being said, I want to take our conversation to, uh, we're going to come back, we're going to take a quick commercial break. And then we're going to come right back in, and we're going to pick up where we left off. Amen. All right. We're back. We're going to go a little deeper and continue with our candid conversation. 
And we're going to take this topic and we're going to go with weathering storms in marriage. Mm. And with that being said, Brother Carter, we're going to talk about a couple of the storms we've had to weather along the way. You, wow. you let our listeners know how long we've been on this journey. We've been on this journey 42 years. Yeah, about 42 since 1978. Uh, we've been together. Yes, so that's a that's a long time. That's a lot of storms. That's a lot of storms. Yeah. And uh, with that being said, I think mm-hmm. one of the storms that we continue, and that's anybody, if we be very candid, mm-hmm. is communication. Communication. You yeah. know, communication is good when it's good, and it's, it's bad when it's bad. Yeah. But it's key in a relationship. It is very key. It's essential one to the, the relationship. It really is. And mm-hmm. one of the things uh, is understanding love languages and how they communicate and what communicates mm-hmm. well for one and how do you communicate for the other. Mm-hmm. For me, I am a very expressive right. communicator. Right. I am a very expressive person. Mm-hmm. Oh, with that being said, that's probably why I'm sitting here in front of this mic and a host of a radio show, huh? Yeah. I didn't know that, but... Um, well, you know, most most brothers that are married, most married men mm-hmm. have to deal with an expressive wife and women are you guys are just emotions you got a lot of emotions and you do express yourself uh thoroughly and one thing we have to do as men is learn to block out like it's noise because they're expressing something for a reason Mm -hmm. and we need to learn to don't battle the uh the expressiveness should i say Okay. But learn to just sit back. What you know, she she's upset, she's about, upset some. about something. So, so don't battle against the the expressiveness. Kind of like what we, and if we're being very candid, we struggled. I'm preaching to myself right now. I know because mm-hmm. we we struggled with that for a long time because mm-hmm. I was, as my husband always would say, I come from a very excitable. Household. Yeah, loud. Yeah. Okay, he called it loud. It was loud. Yeah. It was always, always a lot of laughter, a lot of noise, mm-hmm. a lot of people talking in the house, and yeah. there was always stuff going on. My husband, on the other hand, yeah. came from a, a quiet home. A quiet home. Yeah. So anytime I was saying Because I barely get to see my mom. My mom had to work 16-some hours a day. Yes. You know, my dad was gone when I was about the age of 10 to 12 years old. Mm-hmm. So I spent a lot of time just alone at home. So I'm just I'm just a laid back kind of guy. So he was like, "Oh, who is this woman always <laughs> yeah, turned up?" Yeah. So when I would get upset yeah. about things or I was trying to express myself mm-hmm. early on in our relationship, it immediately put him to a defense because it felt like an attack. Mm-hmm. And so um, we it, that was a struggle in our relationship. Yeah. But I yeah. thank God for... I wasn't mature enough to handle the expressiveness because uh, I wanted to battle the mm-hmm. expressiveness. I didn't actually never hear the words mm-hmm. coming out of your mouth. I just seen the expressions and the and uh, 
it that's seemed like an argument to me, and I like I don't like arguing, but but you was just expressing yourself. And one of the things I seen, and what was what was so difficult for me, I felt like it was dismissing what I was going right, through right. and how I was feeling, because it made me feel as if he didn't care. Mm-hmm. And so, if I'm coming to you and I'm expressing something to you, it put me into that place right. of being by myself that I mm-hmm. had to fight for myself, mm-hmm. but. Again, that yeah. unconditional love that was still in his head. That's why I said thank you that he had that commitment. Because in our honestly, in my mind, going through this and growing up through this, there were times I wanted to just throw the towel in. I'm like, I'm not putting, you trying to leave Lawrence. I was leaving Lawrence. What? You knew that. Yeah. <laughs> because in my mind, not really leaving, because I mean it wasn't that I was yeah, I was, I was leaving. Yeah. Uh if you don't care to hear me, then you don't care about me. Right, and I right. think that's what a lot of women struggle with with their mate because mm-hmm. we have different love languages. Right, and right. so him being quiet meant didn't mean that he didn't care. Him being quiet or not really kind of hearing all that and shutting down was like, mm-hmm. can you bring it down? Yeah, but I mean, you have to grow into being that person, you know. Well, how do uh, a person it, it get there? It just don't come natural. When you hear somebody just raising their voice at you, you automatically defend yourself. Right, right. And that's when it becomes an argument. But it doesn't start off with, it didn't start off, if we're being honest, it didn't start off with me raising my voice. It started off with a problem. And most men are problem solvers. So when you're bringing them something, and you're telling me, for me telling my husband that mm-hmm. something upset me or something hurt me, yeah. he automatically wanna went to want to fix it. Right. And I don't Brothers, <laughs> don't don't try to fix it, man. We got to stop doing that. <laughs> uh man, we got to stop doing that. The women need to be heard. Sometimes. Most of the time they just want to get some stuff off their chest, be heard. Yeah. I've learned that over the 40 some odd years being with my wife. And you have to learn that, man, because if you don't, uh, yeah, just yeah. like the percentages of divorces are today, it's going to keep rising. So uh, I encourage, I employ, uh, please. Yeah, because it's not necessarily that <laughs> it's not necessarily that we want you to fix something. Right. We want to for you to hear it. We want to be able to get it out. And sometimes just getting it out helps us to be able to process it. And so mm-hmm. one of the things that caused a challenge for us is that every time I brought him something, mm-hmm. whatever, it could be the something that happened at work. It could be something within the family. It can be something um, with him and I, something in the house. He immediately wanted to fix it. Right. And so I didn't see it. That's a that's a great characteristic for a man, and that goes back with being a man. Yeah. That's a great characteristic for them to have, but it's also a problematic uh, condition because when it comes to the relationship, let mm-hmm. the person express it. So yeah. uh, I will. That kind of worked both ways, but uh, most of the ownership, I know men be saying, man, I ain't got to take all that all yet. Uh, yes, you do. Uh, if you love your wife, if if you love your family and you want to keep your family together, uh, you have to learn that as a man, the bulk of issues in your household is on your shoulder. And it's up to you, it's up to me, it's, it's up to us as men 
to learn. Uh, and I tell you, I implore you to get your Bible out and learn about unconditional love. Learn. You have to learn a lot of these things because it don't come just naturally. Well, it doesn't because even today we're still learning. Yeah. You know, uh, we're not sitting out here trying to talk on a pulpit as if we are. We got it all together. Oh no, because we gonna walk as soon as we leave. <laughs> get off here. this mic. It may be a, dif- <laughs> a disagreement because we don't. Yeah. But one of the things that we have learned and we have grown into. Honesty was always there, but what we've learned to do and we are continuing to work on is being very candid and honest with one another. Mm-hmm. And that's something that really has grown and it grow it's grown because of my husband's unconditional love, which helped me to learn how to love unconditionally. First yeah, Corinthians thirteen, four through seven. Yeah. Read it, read it, learn yeah. it. So it's a lot. So, Lawrence, if we take this this conversation of weathering the storm in marriage a little deeper, yes, we're talking about uh, communication. But can I can I stop you just for a second? You please? sure can. Uh, I know I've been getting on the men and getting on the men about listening and being patient and all this kind of stuff, ladies. Me, ladies. Oh, okay. Ladies, okay. Candid conversation. We, you cannot keep on beating a horse upside the head. We are men. We are human first. And we are men. And most of us are really not men because we're still boys. It take a long time to become a man. It take a lot of spiritual growth to become a man. And uh, most of us are still in a man's body. But uh, mentally, we just we just boys. So... I'm not going to beat us up no more, but I want to talk to the ladies for a second. Okay. Ladies, you got to give the brothers a break sometimes. Sometimes you need to. I know it's hard when you out there grinding and grinding and grinding. It's hard for a woman to sit back and look at a man and say, well, come on, baby, you, you're doing good and encourage him and build him up. We need that. But at the, at the same time, you need to look at yourself, man, and, and get yourself together. But well, we do, we do I, need I, our you women know, that, to that, encourage that, us. that is so true. We, I was getting ready to say something that I didn't mean to cut you off because it goes back to how a man is created and built. Now, you know, I can just say this part, but let's just, ladies, you know, men are primitive. No, so, we're just egalistic. Okay, is that what it is? Uh, Okay, you see that? We we created our own. And so, with that being said, you know, we can get our spouses, our loved ones, our partners do almost anything for us. And it it goes back to what you're saying is Mm. that we have to do a better job of encouraging and elevating. But at the same time. And and add one more thing to that. Y'all got to stop hollering so much. Because well, it's we hard said, for a brother to be hen if you hollering. We you know? going back to what you, <laughs> we talked about earlier. See, ladies, we are expressive. So in, in expressing what we're trying to get out, we will not bring our voices up loud if you stop cutting us off. Yeah. So every time you cut us off, yeah. we're going to elevate it because we're not going to stop talking until we get our point across. I know. And y'all got a lot. I know you do. <laughs> okay. You I, have a lot to say. I mean... It was a yes or no question. Well, How did it get to all this? Oh, well, because we are expressive. Okay, don't take me off of my thing over here since he said us ladies beating men down. and, and, and not, not really beating us down, beating men down. But we do in our own 
way yeah. of expressing. We know exactly where to cut a man at. If we mm. feel like we're losing, or even a person, if we feel yeah. like we're losing an argument or we're having an issue and you're not hearing us, we're going to go for the juggler. Yeah. And that in itself, those words yeah. you can't take back. It's it, that tongue, man. That's uh, the most dangerous tool. It's, it's worse than a gun. Yes. Worse than a knife. Yes. And you can't take those words back. Right, so right. I, I have to agree. We, we really need to do a better job as women being... Um, building up as the man is there to lay the foundation for his family uh-huh. the ladies are there we are there to be the caretakers making uh-huh. sure that foundation that he is laying and and working hard uh-huh. and tilling that we are caretaking and being good stewards over our family and uh one of the being things submissive oh we, okay that one scripture he didn't put on the paper <laughs> well that was not uh, okay he wants this scripture, <laughs> y'all. The one that he says uh. come before <laughs> Ephesians 5. Yeah. And we're going to come back to that. So we're not going to end this candid conversation without giving Brother Carter his, his, his opportunity to walk us down being submissive. See, see, it's, no, it's, no. it's just something about, no, we're not going to get in it. But we mm-hmm. just, I'm going to let you go and have it. It's something about when we as women here submissive being Mm -hmm. submissive and then i'm gonna go back to what i'm talking about Mm -hmm. because it's kind of hard to submit Mm -hmm. to something or someone that is not doing their part but again ladies it goes back to us choosing to put ourselves in a situation and say we're gonna fix a man well, ooh, you know, you want you. That's a whole nother sermon right there. Well, but we go, we going there. We yeah. having candid conversations. So we going. We want to date this guy. We meet this guy. He looks good. We had we at the restaurant. We at the club. This guy comes up to us, and he's like, "Oh my God, mm-hmm. that's my knight in shining armor." Mm-hmm. So we gonna date him. He's he's whining and dining since the first oh, first couple of times. You know why he's mm-hmm. doing that? Yeah. Because part of a man, they're always on the prey. Mm-hmm. Maybe you want to take some yeah, of that. Well, that's a whole nother uh, well, program. We, now, well, well, he's on the prey. Yeah. So then we take this joker. There's no good joker because he didn't show you signs on on five minutes into conversation. Yeah. What kind of joker he was gonna be so we take him we bring him on in and now we want to we want to fix him up and then we're mad because he's not moving and doing the things he needs that rascal is who he is right so ladies you can't remake a man just like a man can't remake a woman okay okay because both already had parents to do that. Right. To shape and form them into and who exper- they are. And experiences. But, right. But so go ahead. Most A rascal is who a rascal is, <laughs> whether it's versus a woman or a oh, man. Right. So, and that's, you have to come to a place whether you want to accept that individual in their shortcomings, in their. Who they are. Yeah. I mean, I mean. Because ain't none of us perfect. Right, you know? but if you but choose... But if you choose to marry a cheater, don't, don't think he's going to stop cheating. You can't change him from yeah. cheating, you know. Yeah. If you choose to hang out with a, with a drunk, mm-hmm. well, he ain't going to just stop drinking because you all of a sudden... See, now, say, you ain't have to talk about me like that. Well, baby, that. I'm not talking no. about you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you if you choose to hang out, I mean, to, to bring in your home and have yeah. uh, a kid from a man that already have... 
three baby mamas and you think you're going to be the last, then mm. that's your fault. You know, you chose, you knew what you was getting. Yeah. So, again, again that's a whole nother. But, again, I'm just giving examples of how we as ladies put ourselves in that situation mm-hmm. and expect something else out of it. I want, Lawrence, I really want us to talk about here, and, and I guess going deeper, mm-hmm. this is not a two-hour show, but I do want to make sure that I guess uh, our listeners, I don't even want to say guests, our listeners, our partners, really understand about unconditional love and when a journey that almost broke us, that we were able to really, that unconditional love stepped in when there was no yeah. other. And I can personally, and yours may be different, I want to be very honest and candid. I was at a place, I lost my dad, uh, I lost my brother, mm-hmm. I lost my sister, all in a very, very short period of time. I want right. to say um, it was probably... It was almost in the same year. Almost huh? in the same, right yeah. about in the same year. And I was at a very low, low point. Uh, I also was experiencing... Um, a real depression because I was also uh, my son who had did three tours in Iraq uh, had came home and I was also noticing that uh, there were different um, he was different it wasn't anything out there that was um, real noticeable but I was again noticing another loss and so it was um it was uh, it was a very low time, and mm-hmm. so I did not. One, my husband would tell me, "Well, I, you, you know, Lawrence would say, you know, I love him too. I understand. You know, you got to yeah. come on, move on. You got to, you know, where is your faith? You it was know? a rough time. It was a very rough yeah. patch. And yeah. the more I heard his voice trying to tell me how to feel, mm-hmm. uh, and then as I watched everybody else just moving on mm-hmm. as if their debts and mm-hmm. uh, the loss of them that was angered just, you. it it made me so yeah. angry mm-hmm. i was just very and i felt alone mm-hmm. and so for me i wanted out mm-hmm. of the relationship and it wasn't so much the relationship i wanted out of mm-hmm. i wanted you know now i can look at it mm-hmm. i wanted out of everything right. that i knew was the way it was yeah. uh, you and know that's where unconditional love comes in you was at a place where you had pretty much given up on yourself. I did. I did. And unconditional love starts with oneself, with the mirror, the person in the mirror. And if you can't love that individual, you can't love someone else. So uh, talking about unconditional love is trying to first start with yourself. Well, I couldn't even see myself. Right, right. You know, so talking about unconditional love for me that was not, I didn't even care about me anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I, as I looked in that mirror, what was looking back at me was not, uh, oh, wow. Wow. Whew. Oh, God. Well, I, thank God that you, you know, was I, able to pull was, yourself out of well, that place. Well, I, I didn't, being candid. You still I, there? No, I'm out of it. Oh, okay. <laughs> what? No, See, he's trying. This is, this is another thing that he does. That's that fix-it side of him. He sees that I am getting... I'm I'm I'm, ex- I'm 
I'm getting emotional. Right, right. And so he wants to protect me. Yeah. And um, but the person that I am that God mm-hmm. has delivered me to today, right. it's my healing to be able to right. say so. He's just God is constantly dropping yeah. little when things. When I see and, somebody in the ditch, I reach down to pick them up. Uh, that's just, well, that's I'm not who in. I well, I appreciate that, but that's not. I'm not in a ditch. Let okay. me finish my story. Right. Okay, <laughs> so I I was in that ditch, and what he was doing was trying to fix me. Oh, well, yeah, out the ditch. Yeah, yeah, I'm out that ditch. Yeah, that's it. So I, uh, it got emotional for me just then because I needed to make sure, that, and not so much make sure I was actually celebrating how I came out of it. You know, um, wow, that was a deep moment. I mean, my my husband even went to my brother cousin and said, can you help me? I mm-hmm. mean, I feel like you, you basically said you felt like you was losing your wife. Wasn't losing you, you was gone. I yeah. was gone. Well, I want to be honest with you, and I don't think I've ever said these words. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually even contemplating. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I contemplated taking my life. Right, so, you right. know, and, and I want to end this. Uh, candid conversation with something you know um, unconditional love looks a lot of different ways for people mm-hmm. you know when you have unconditional love or you have someone around you that's showing you unconditional love it's a selfless love mm-hmm. they're willing to endure where you're at what that what that that significant one is going through in art of and just being there when i tell you he took a lot mm-hmm. from me i couldn't stand to even be around people right. it was a fight for me every day i had to put a mask on and fight to go to work put a mask on to sit around in front of my family right. mm-hmm. put a mask on to talk to people but Oh, thank you, Lawrence. Yeah, but, you know, uh, one thing we can't undo is death. You spoke of your your father, your sister, your brother, and even your son. Mm -hmm. Because he was in a, even though he was alive, he was was dead after the three tours, Mm -hmm. and he came back home. Thank you. And he was just, uh, he just wasn't the same. Uh, He spent nearly 15 years. Uh, wandering the streets and and tr- trying to find his way through prayer and medication and meditation. Yeah, not medication, but <laughs> through prayer and meditation uh, and, and persistence. Yes, persistence. Uh, well, that one death has been brought back to us in a whole new way. Uh, yes. So yes. we can celebrate, you know, and, right. and that again, that goes back to unconditional yeah. love. Right. We gave unconditional love right. to our son. Yeah. Uh, we had expectation. Unconditional love is yeah. deep. Yeah. You know, uh, we're talking about it from a marriage with right. him and I, yeah. but it also is unconditional love with our, with our yeah. children, with our loved ones. Mm-hmm. Our son is at the house right now. And, by himself, the past fifteen years we wouldn't be able to do that because mm-hmm. uh, he yeah. just wasn't that. It wasn't at a place where he could be that, at our house by that, himself. That we trust. And we trust that he's mm-hmm. gonna do what's, what's right. right. And he didn't do what was right. Mm-hmm. So we, if times like this, we'll have sit him outside on the porch, lock the house up, something like yes, that. Yes, yes. And uh, but God, yeah, we but come God. a long way. All righty. 
uh, Lawrence, as we continue the conversation about Jason and uh, what a blessing it is uh, where we are in this journey of unconditional love and Mm -hmm. just our son. Mm -hmm, Jason. I want you to go ahead and take that. Well, I just want to just take an opportunity to praise God, just thank God. Uh, He's brought him back home. He can't, like we was talking about, he called out of nowhere. Yes. You know, the last time uh, we saw Jason, uh, he was in jail, and the, de- the devil had him so bad that he couldn't even speak. He didn't even have a voice. Voice, no and, uh, voice. Uh, thank God that he called out of nowhere. We was just a family just had, having a gathering, my wife and I and, and the rest of the kids. And I, I, I guess he felt it from somewhere that everybody was together. Mm-hmm. And called and said, "Come get me." Yes, you know, and what well, he actually called my phone. Right. That was the one thing that is such a blessing is that I, I don't know how many I've had the same phone number for over mm-hmm. twenty years, yeah. and I've always said I want to change this number. Mm-hmm. And then as we the, we got the grandkids, and everybody remembered this number. My phone mm-hmm. number was actually the number that it was like. Uh, Everybody had it. It was headquarters. Headquarters. So yeah. I never changed the number. And again, going back to the last time we had actually saw my our son, uh, he couldn't even speak. Mm-hmm. So and his mind was definitely not there. Right. So devil had a hope. I had a serious hold yeah. on him. So for him to remember our. I'm my, sorry. Let me be corrected. Not the devil, but the demons. There you go. Because there's only one devil. There you the go. The demons had a hold of him. Yes. And, and so he had uh, calls. We were sitting around that night, and he called my phone rung, and it was a number that I don't know, but mm-hmm. I just answered the phone, and it was him. And he said, what are you doing? Talking so clear. It was You knew it was nothing but God. Uh, uh-huh. Talking clear as if it was a complete 360 had happened uh-huh. in his life. And uh, we, he said, what are you doing? I told him what we were doing. And um, baby, take this conversation before I start crying and shouting <laughs> for Jesus. Uh, uh, make a long story short, uh, he wanted, wanted us to come get him, and we loaded up three car loads of family. people that was at family that was at the house, and we all went downtown to pick him up. Uh, in my mind, God bless, in my mind, I was at a place where I said, here we go again. He ain't going to do the same thing over. He's going to come get us because he broke. And he just want to come and get fed, and he just want to get cleaned up, and then he want to hear right as soon as he gets some money, go right back to the street. Mm-hmm. That's in my mind. But our baby boy. But God. Well, but God used our baby boy, yeah. who was consistent. He said, "I'm going to get my brother." Right. And I and and my husband Lawrence, you were sitting over there, and yeah. I'm like, okay. And so I, I wasn't kn- going. He wasn't going, and I knew in my heart that I didn't know what. He was going to be walking into, but I knew he was so con- persistent that he was going to get his brother. Mm-hmm. I needed to go and talk to my husband because I couldn't sit him down, send him down there to the unknown. Mm-hmm. So I went to Lawrence and yeah. I said, "Baby, we need to go." And he immediately he didn't give me any fight and yeah. he just came on. Maybe that's that that's that yeah. love language, that conversation, appropriate right, conversation. Right. And we all got in the car. And what God did is uh, we thought he was taking us he 
he was going to have us go to a bad area because that was already in our mind. That was in my mind of where Jason was going to get picked up from, our son. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was actually. He was at the club. <laughs> but he wasn't at the club. Yeah. He was right outside mm-hmm. in a very open place. And when we drove down, there was dark. Uh-huh. Immediately, he walked right out. We recognized him, and he recognized us, and we got in the car, and he's been home ever since. And it's been a blessing. Uh, not one time have we had the yeah. the issue of going backwards. It's all forwards. So we thank God for the journey that yeah. God is. Uh, 15 years out there, but. But God. Yeah, so 15 years. Yeah. I, I want to, what can I say about this conversation? To conclude this wonderful, wonderful, wonderful show. Unconditional love, my love, Brother Carter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we all know at 42 years of marriage that this unconditional love conversation, we can go on for days probably. But yes, but we're not going to do that. We have to end it at say, some point. I'm just going to say thank <laughs> you. But uh, I'm going to turn the... We're going to wrap this show up, and I want to uh, take you guys around the room in the journey of this podcast and let, introduce yourself, let you, guys, let you guys hear from my crew here. Uh, Brother Carter? Well, first I want to just say thank you, baby, for just even allowing me to just come here and be a part of the show. Uh, uh, actually, I... Should be at home with my leg up in there. I just had a, my left knee replaced. Oh, total uh, knee replacement. Total knee replacement last week. I should be. But this unconditional love thing <laughs> have me to come here and be with my wife. She asked me to be here to uh, be on this, this show with her. So uh, because I love her. Wow. I, I'm, I'm just honored to just be here. Well, I am super. Uh, and the conversation was great I, in my Thank yes. you. Yeah. Well, I'm just grateful that you were willing to press through to be here. Uh, what a what a way to open up season two. Mm-hmm. And uh, there is no other person or no other guest that I would have wanted to open mm-hmm. up season two with. I wanted our guests, our yeah. listeners, and mm-hmm. everyone to just really get to know us, know me mm-hmm. better, know you better. And there is no, no other way than bringing you on so yeah. thank you for yeah. being thank here you. and and brothers uh when you do things like this come out and support your wife like this this is when you can tell her don't you forget tonight when you come home <laughs> oh my god okay well well there y'all go can the conversation see it's there is a payoff and that's okay you know it's a payoff time okay baby all i got right, you i right. got you all righty so then i'm gonna bring you guys over to our engineer here, uh, Shania. Uh-huh. Shania, uh, why don't you go ahead and say a little something to our listeners, our partners. Thank y'all. Um, season two, here we are. Um, this conversation was so good um, to just sit in the room with Mr. and Mrs. Carter. Anytime is an honor to produce this show. It's just amazing. Um, I hope y'all wrote some notes and that, but got, <laughs> look, because I'm like, it, can we do another, a number up schedule another show because this is so good. I think this is gonna help so many of y'all. Um, yeah. All righty then, and then I have over here our uh, administrative coordinator Della. The new hire. I knew. Come on in here and give us some Della. 
Well, actually, guys, thank you so much for having me here. I really enjoyed hearing you and hearing all your stories. It was really nice to know all about your stories and get some notes actually about your experience <laughs> from your experience. Yes, I'm really excited for to be part of the season two. I'm oh. looking forward to it. Oh, wow. Well, uh, Della, we're so happy to have you here. Thank you. Uh, I know that there are great things that are in store for the show, for our team, and where we're going. Alrighty, ladies, uh, gents that are out there listening, stay tuned. Uh, we're going to have at some point, I don't know whether it's when, but we're going to have a second segment, part, part two. two of this unconditional love. Uh, and there will be times. What? You're going to let me be on the mic again? Again. <laughs> I'm going to let you be on the mic again. Uh, I am just so grateful to God. I, I, you know, I don't want to end this show with, I have to end this show always giving him reverence. And the most important thing that I want to leave our listeners with is that continue to talk. It's okay. You don't. You may be in a place, and you, you may not even be happy. You may not even understand why you're feeling like you're feeling. I always uh, say, just open up your mouth and start talking. Find someone that you can trust. Don't just talk with anyone. Right. Find someone that you can trust. Let them be a listening ear. Uh, you can always reach us on if you have anything that you would like to say would like to reach out if you, there are topics you want us to discuss you can get us on social media at lv all right go ahead engineer she wanted some of this here come on in go so on instagram youtube facebook you can find us at the love and victory show with val and we have our website it is lv with val so yeah we're looking forward to your following and you just commenting please please comment we want your feedback. It is, it is, we're blown away with how many people are really tuning in. But it's important to us that we hear your feedback. Let us know if we are giving you the conversation, the candid conversation you want to hear. Uh, we have thick skin. We want the good, the bad, and the ugly. But give us, give us your feedback. Thank you. Until next time. God bless you.